Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Future Brew right here on MazeandBrew.com. I'm Vaughn Lozon, and we have a lot of good news to talk about this week. So joining me to talk about the good news is my co-host and Mason Brew recruiting writer, John Simmons. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Excited that the, this commit train has kept on rolling here through the second week of July. Yeah, it really has. And, and over the last week since Wednesday, uh, we've seen three prospects commit to the Michigan Wolverines. So we're going to get into all of that. And uh, next week, I fully expect us to talk about the barbecue at the big house, because that is coming up really the last big Michigan football recruiting event of the summer. And then that'll kind of bleed into official visit season for game days. But uh, before we get into these three commitments here, I just want to give a quick moment to talk about Mason Brew Podcast's newest sponsor, and that is Manscaped. And you've probably seen Manscaped advertisements uh, all over the podcast networks, whether you listen to us or other podcasts, you watch stuff on YouTube, you probably see Manscaped everywhere. If you're looking for some new grooming supplies, I look no further than Manscaped because they are truly the best in the game. I was skeptical about Manscaped at first myself from seeing all of the advertisements all over the place. And there's a reason that they advertise, whether it be on TV or podcasts, radio, YouTube videos, uh, they truly are the best in the game. I had a great experience with my Manscaped razor, used it for the first time 
actually yesterday, John, and let me tell you, this was one of the most smooth experiences I've ever had uh, with a razor, a trimming tool, whatever you need, uh, Manscaped is going to have it. So head over to manscaped.com, use our promo code MNB20, and that stands for Maize and Brew 20, so MNB20. You'll get 20% off your order, so whatever it is you need, uh, they've got it for you. Use that promo code, you'll get 20% off your entire order at checkout. Again, MNB20. Many thanks to Manscaped uh, for sponsoring Maze and Group Podcast. So now that we've got that out of the way, John, let's talk about this, uh, as you stated, the commitment train, because it really has kept a rolling. And we are going to begin today's show with the news of 2023 four-star defensive lineman Eno Etta committing to the Wolverines. This is a big one, John. He's 6'5", 260, from the state of Texas, he chose Michigan over the uh, arch rival in Stater, Michigan State Spartans. Uh, definitely one of the more dramatic recruitments of this cycle. Seemed like he kind of went back and forth for a while between Michigan and Michigan State, but he announced his pledge to Mike Elston and the Wolverines last Wednesday. He is ranked number 125 overall, number third, or I'm sorry, number 19 defensive lineman on the 24-7 sports composite. So he is instantly Michigan's highest-ranked player in the 23 class. Uh, This is a uh, massive win on the recruiting trail for Michigan and Mike Elston. John, I I think this is definitely one of the bigger wins that we've seen. Uh, I I, I would say definitely the number one uh, uh, win on the recruiting trail in this 23 class, um, uh, just because they desperately needed a blue chip prospect like Eno Etta. He's a top 100 prospect uh, on 24-7's personal rankings. And I think this was a a much needed win for the program because it was a a straight up win on the recruiting trail against the Michigan State Spartans who have done really well in this 23 recruiting class uh, coming off uh, an 11 win season. Mel Tucker has a lot of hype going behind him now. So uh, for Michigan uh, to get this kind of pickup on the recruiting trail, uh, it, it's it's just uh, I can't overstate enough how big a win this is uh, for the Wolverines, John. Yeah, definitely. I think Michigan really needed that on the trail, getting a guy who's close to the top 100. And like you said, top 100, according to 24-7, which I think is really important given how um, good I think their rankings are specifically out of the whole industry. So you like to see that they think really highly of him as well. And I think that's kind of a theme with Michigan's class. I think 24-7 kind of ranks their guys higher than the um, consensus, which is, I think, a good sign. Um, but, yeah, I think Ed is going to be a beast at Michigan. Um, I think he's really athletic. He could play, you know, stay at the edge spot or move down um, and be like a five-tech defensive end type guy. Um, so I think he'd be pretty versatile. And I think uh, Mike Elson will have a lot to work with here. And it's always nice to kind of – um, you know, beat Michigan State, like you said, they've been having a really good year, um, but it's kind of just good to, you know, flex their recruiting muscle again and still um, show that Michigan um, has the pull against the, their in-state rival there. So that's still good that they can beat them. Yeah, I, there there have been, you know, a, a few head-to-head matchups on the recruiting trail for Michigan and Michigan State uh, this cycle. Not really a ton over like the last you know, five years, if you look at past the f- past five years, I mean, the ones that stick out to me are, you know, Andrew Anthony uh, chose Michigan 
Arashan Benny uh, was committed to Michigan State at one point and then flipped on National Signing Day to go to Michigan. Not really a whole lot else after that, but especially intriguing that you see a prospect from the state of Texas, not not even just go uh, choose between Michigan and Michigan State, two northern programs, but it didn't really seem like he even gave any of the in-state schools for him, whether it be Texas, Texas A&M, TCU. He didn't give any of those schools really uh, the time of day to even uh, pitch what they had to offer. So really interesting uh, recruitment here. And uh, it just cer- certainly, uh, me personally, I'm just glad that this is uh, uh, all said and done here and he's uh, committed to Michigan. And you kind of uh, beat me to it with, this was going to be the next question I had for you, John, because uh, we already stated his uh, his physique here at 6'5", 260. Uh, from a physical standpoint, he's pretty ready to play along the defensive line at the college level uh, right now. And there's been some debate as far as what position he might play in college. I, I think he's probably best set for like a bigger edge position, much like Aiden Hutchinson was for Michigan last year. He's 6'6", uh, and, and probably uh, it, once he gets to college, he'll probably be a little bit bulkier than what he is right now at 260, probably closer to 270 if I had to imagine. Uh, but I've also seen some people uh, say that he could bulk up and, and play an interior position, much like you alluded to. Chris Jenkins, uh, Julius Welshaw, they both uh, uh, do that from time to time. They'll play along the edge. They'll play inside more of a versatile defensive lineman. Um, uh, So do you think, John, that he's just going to stick at edge? Do you think he could be like a a Julius Welshaw or Chris Jenkins? Where, Where do you like envision when his collegiate career is done? Will he be a successful edge like Aiden Hutchinson was? Or do you think he'll kind of be a jack of all trades and move around? I kind of think he'll move around maybe in that Mike Morris role where he was rushing off the edge and sliding down as well. Um, You know, I think you just look at guys like Collins uh, at Chiampong, who Michigan also got to commit. You know, he's like very long and uh, pretty skinny for his size. But, you know, six, seven, I think they want those really lean, um, top-notch athlete type guys for the edge. Um, But I think a guy like Edit is a little more sturdy. Um, I think he can put on the weight. He has a better frame to do that and, you know, can move around the front a lot, which Michigan, I think, values a lot um, based on last year's scheme with how they move those guys around, like Jenkins and Walsh, like you said. So I think, you know, he may start out on the edge um, in his first couple years of uh, conditioning and stuff there, but I could easily see him sliding down as he gets older and puts on more weight. Um, And I think he'll be, you know, just as disruptive from the inside as well. Yeah, I, I can certainly see that too. And earlier I said he was number 125. The, the rankings changed today, so I do apologize. He's number 118 on the composite now, number 16 along the defensive line. He's number 71 on 24-7 sports' personal rankings. So um, a really massive pickup here. Mike Elston just continues to uh, knock stuff out of the park uh, along the defensive line. Um, let, let's just move right on to uh, our second prospect here because Mike Elston, he's really flexing those recruiting muscles at this point um, because this next, uh, or I guess the next two commitments that we'll talk about here, John, um, neither of these guys were born in the United States. And I'm curious to uh, hear your thoughts more about that in a little bit, I'll ask you. But 
Um, this kind of started all on Friday afternoon, these back-to-back commitments here from uh, foreign players. When 2023 defensive lineman Americ Kumba announced his commitment to Michigan uh, via his uh, Twitter account. He is listed at 6'4", 230. He is from France, which is not usually a place that you'd expect a college football program to get a recruit from, but that's just kind of how things are playing out nowadays. He earned his offer from Mike Elston back in June. He performed in a camp setting uh, down in the state of Georgia, a part of the PPI Dream Chasers Tour, and that has to do with PPI recruits, which uh, puts on the Dream Chasers Tour. Uh, that's helped Michigan land prospects in the past, like Julius Welshov and uh, the other recruit we will talk about later on. So after getting the offer from Michigan, Kuba visited Ann Arbor unofficially a couple weeks after that and uh, pretty much just committed a couple weeks after that. So this recruitment uh, developed very quickly here on both sides. So according to his Twitter page, he has a seven foot one wingspan and runs a 4.7 40 yard dash time. Both of which are just insanely good. Um, at six, four, two to run a 4.7. That's pretty good. That seven foot one wingspan. It just puts the athletic scale over the top. Uh, for me, he isn't ranked on the composite yet. Uh, he, with the rankings updates that went on today, nothing's really changed. Uh, but I'm willing to bet that will change before this recruiting cycle is over. I'll be keeping a very close eye on Americ Kumba over this recruiting cycle uh, before he hits Ann Arbor as a student athlete. So, John, this was a pretty fast recruitment that, unlike the Eno Etta. Uh, recruitment. This one had no drama whatsoever. It's kind of difficult to evaluate him because there aren't a whole lot of videos uh, showcasing his skills. But from what you may have seen, what is it about Kumba's athletic profile uh, that he provides that really intrigues you? Because that seven foot one wingspan and that 4.7 40 time is uh, it's kind of a sight to see. I'm hoping to see more out of him. Yeah, I will say there was a little bit of drama with him when he called uh, Michigan that team up north after visiting Ohio State. So, you know, <laughs> not totally clean. Um, but that I think is true. Can, yeah. That, did, but, didn't, he, didn't he say that uh, the dream was to play at Ohio State? That's where pass rushers dream to play? Yeah, something like something that. Along but, those lines? Yeah. So Michigan will have to kind of get that out of there, but I, I think he can adjust <laughs> pretty quickly. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but um, I think – the the wingspan is what stands out to me is really um, enticing in terms of his athletic profile. You know, the kind of the um, standard rule of thumb is that your wingspan is about um, the same as your height. And so if he's six foot four and his wingspan is seven one, like that's, you know, um, nine inches, if I'm doing my math right, um, longer than his height, which is crazy. And I think it's going to really help um, since being, you know, having those long arms on the edge is huge, um, helping get that separation from alignment. Um, and things like that. So I think that's what's going to help him stick on the edge um, without that, you know, 6'4 as an edge prospect isn't that tall. It's probably more on the average size, but that wingspan is really going to help and I think surprise a lot of defenders initially. Um, So I think that's really enticing. And just with these international guys in general, you know, there's a lot of really high ceiling, but it's going to take some development, you know, not growing up playing. Um, football your entire life in organized groups, you know, like you would in the U S. So um, I think they have a, 
he has a lot of traits and stuff, but he's going to need a couple of years of coaching. And I think Mike Elston um, is a really good coach to be able to do that and develop these guys. Yeah. If there's anybody that is going to recruit a foreign prospect that hasn't played a whole lot of football, I would want Mike Elston to recruit that guy. He's got the eye for talent. He knows what to look for when it comes to raw prospects because he's done a lot of it at Notre Dame. He's done a lot of that in his coaching career. So I'm very much at that point where, and he hasn't (laughs) quite frankly, has not coached a a single game at Michigan up to this point, but uh, I'm very much at the point where if Mike Elston likes a guy along the defensive line, you should probably just uh, realize, yeah, he, he knows a thing or two about uh, evaluating and, and coaching guys. He knows what to do. So I'm very much intrigued with, with this commitment here. I haven't really seen a whole lot of film on him. There's not a lot out on Twitter or any of the other social medias, uh, huddle, any of that. There's not a ton. So it's kind of hard to evaluate. But if Mike Elson saw him live in person, offered him after that, we should be good at that point. But yeah, I wanted to ask you about the foreign prospects that Mike Elston's going after and, and just the prospects in general. Most of these guys tend to be uh, on defense. A lot of these guys are on the defensive line. There's a linebacker that Michigan is recruiting um, uh, as a part of this PPI recruits program uh, that Brandon Collier puts together. Like I said earlier, help Julius Welshov uh, eventually wind up in Ann Arbor. And uh, it's just certainly interesting that it, it just now seems like Michigan's going after a ton of these guys. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's very eyebrow raising. Uh, uh, I guess if you want to call that, like a, use that in a verb, um, really raise my eyebrow to see all of these guys kind of come out of nowhere and uh, all of a sudden just be instant targets for Michigan. They're taking Kumba. They're taking uh, the prospect that we'll talk about next. Uh, they're recruiting a couple other players uh, from uh, this program as well. John, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, it, the sudden surge of foreign prospects that Michigan seems to be recruiting. Yeah, I think they're kind of just basically lottery tickets. You know, they have really high upsides. You know, if they can get the right development and strength and conditioning and stuff under them, then, um, you know, I think they have a high chance of of panning out. And, you, you know, the U.S. isn't the only country that produces um, really, really good athletes. And you kind of see that now with like basketball um, there's a lot more international influence. They're getting guys from all over the world, um, you know, Africa, Eastern Europe, all these places. So I think it makes sense that um, football is kind of catching up to that point too. You know, it's not as nationally internationally popular as basketball, but there's going to be these athletes out there that um, Michigan and other schools can find. So I think um, it's a good strategy to kind of lay that groundwork and get in the group with a group like PPI and Brandon Collier who runs it. Um, cause I think it's only going to be, uh, increasing the, the amount of guys that come from overseas and, and play well. And I think Michigan's in a good spot. They have a good, really good history with, you know, first generation guys, um, or immigrants themselves, you know, going back to Amara Darbo and then, you know, you got Quiddy Pay and, um, David Ojabo and all those guys, um, coming in and being turned into high draft picks. So, and Michigan's kind of one of the few universities, I think that has a really national, international appeal that they've heard of um, across uh, in different continents too. So I think that they'll be set to kind of take a lot of these guys and just, um, you know, try to build their program. You know, I don't, I don't think they're going to be 
ending up the majority of their class or anything like that. But, you know, take a handful, every class I think would be um, a pretty good idea. And I think it gives them a lot of uh, really high upside kids that can pan out in a couple of years after they get their seasoning. Yeah, certainly uh, intriguing that it's all happening right before our eyes. And, you know, they, they've recruited foreign guys in the past, like you mentioned. I mean, Quiddy Pay and David Ojabo, even in this 23 class, while technically not a foreign player, Collins Achiapong is a native of Ghana. So they've certainly dipped their toes into foreign waters before. And I would imagine it's going to just continue uh, under Mike Elston as the defensive line coach, I would assume that they will probably uh, be in it for a lot of those foreign recruitments because of the relationship that Elston has with uh, a Brandon Collier, who runs uh, the PPI program and the Dream Chasers Tour. I assume they'll probably scout and evaluate a lot more foreign players for years to come. Let's uh, let's cap off commitment palooza. From last week and let, let's go to the great country of Germany because that's where Michigan landed their a third prospect their third commitment uh over the last seven days and that was from a 2024 prospect he is named Manuel Beigel I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly whatsoever I probably just completely butchered it but he's a defensive lineman uh was also discovered in a camp setting because of the Dream Chasers tour Mike Elston offered him back in June and uh, Manuel Beigel only had one other offer during his recruitment, and that is from my alma mater, Central Michigan University. So uh, just narrowly avoided uh, playing for Jim McElwain. He's going to Ann Arbor now. He is listed at 6'5", 282 pounds, and uh, again, he is a 2024 prospect, and he's already 6'5", 282, uh, which is uh, – Pretty awesome uh, in my mind. He's going to be playing his high school football this season in the United States at a familiar place uh, where Michigan has uh, received a commitment uh, in the not so distant past. Uh, He's going to be playing at Choad Rosemary Hall in Wallingford, Connecticut. That is the home of Tristan Bounds, the uh, offensive lineman for Michigan. So uh, Beigel is now the second player to commit to Michigan's 2024 class. He joins four-star linebacker Mason Curtis. John, um, it's apparently, I don't know if this is like a verified time or not, but apparently this kid runs in the low four nines uh, of the 40-yard dash time. So at 6'5", 282, which is just, that would be a spectacle to witness. I would absolutely love to see it. That would be moving pretty quick uh, for a big boy. So by all accounts, it seems like this is another big, athletic defensive lineman with a lot of room to grow uh, that Mike Elston is really hoping to uh, uh, turn. It really seems like he's trying to turn the trenches into um, uh, something just, you know, he's not going to recruit any uh, domestic defensive lineman anymore other than Eno Etta, it seems like. Uh, It's just very interesting how this is all going here. But again, this kid, athletic, 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 it seems like, and he's only going to get better. He's just uh, going into his junior uh, season of uh, high school. So he's got uh, uh, plenty of room to grow and a, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of growing up to do. <laughs> and which is baffling because he's already six five two eighty two. I can't state that enough. Just another intriguing prospect to take here. And I'm really excited about this one. I think he could end up being really good. Yeah, and I really like that he's going to play his last two seasons 
um, in the state so you can get that traditional uh, football experience and get um, some good game reps um, for the next couple of seasons. And I think that'll just help his development even more and prepare more for that college transition once he gets to Michigan. Um, you know, he was kind of hinted to be committing to Michigan at any time now. So I think um, they've been on him for a while. You know, these guys, you always have to see them in person just because, you know, there's very limited tape on them and it's kind of hard to tell the competition they play and things like that. So um, it's good that Elston was able to evaluate all these guys in person, um, get their measurements, you know, see them what how they move and stuff uh, that's not on tape. So um, I, I trust his evaluations with these, you know, he has a reputation for being really meticulous with how he looks at guys and stuff. So uh, I think he likes what he sees, you know, Beagle's already at like 282, like you said. So I think he's definitely ticketed for the, the interior. Um, you know, he'll only bulk up from here. So I, th- I think he's going to be a good stout guy. Um, you know, he's already got the length at 6'5". You know, he's going to be a really, really big dude in the middle of Michigan's defense in a couple of seasons. Yeah, Don Brown would never. He, he would never take a guy like this. 282 as a junior. He wouldn't take a guy 282 uh, as a junior transfer. But uh, <laughs> that, that's a, another conversation for another day. Yeah, really interesting prospect here. I just uh, – I'm just so interested by this guy uh, because of the athletic profile and he's a former soccer player. So we all know how Jim Harbaugh loves multi-sport athletes. So if he played uh, soccer, he's probably going to have some pretty good feet. um, If the footwork to go along with uh, the strength that he has, the speed that he has. I, I mean, this guy is like a 10 out of 10 on the athletic scale here because of all of the good things that he's got going for him. But um, with where his body is going to take him by the time he gets to college, I, I think he's destined to be uh, in the interior as well as a tackle, whether it be on the defensive side or the offensive side, it seems like they really want him to play defense, but uh, the athletic ability, I think he would be able to play uh, at a very high level at both tackle positions but I I think D tackle is probably uh, where they're going to uh, have the plan for him um, uh, to to play his college football at this point but yeah John I'm just really intrigued by this one because like you said he uh, he's he had been offered about a month ago it it was rumored that he was going to commit any time and now he's finally committed and I wanted to ask you one final question here, just about the 2024 class in general, because this one is definitely moving a lot quicker than the 2023 class started. I don't believe that the 2023 class got their first commitment uh, until, when was it, like last November, I want to say. I want to say it was shortly after that Ohio State game is when um, uh, Samaj Morgan and Adam Samaha had uh, a committed to the program, but they've already got two and it's July of 2022, which uh, is, is certainly a lot faster than what the 23 class has uh, been moving by and progressing by. They have 12 commitments in 2023, two in 2024. So I, I just wanted to get your take on how this 24 class is going so much faster than the 23 class. And if you think that there's any concern with that, with the 23 class, because it looks like at this point, 2024 uh, could be a really special class given the other talented prospects uh, that they're going after right now. Yeah. And Michigan could even uh, 
maybe get another guy, another international guy soon, because uh, Brandon Collier was hinting that, um, you know, Beagle and uh, uh, Kumba weren't the last guys to commit um, this week. So I think, you know, they've offered Justin Akaronkwo, if I'm saying that right, the linebacker, um, who is also from Germany, I believe. So um, that could be another uh, potential addition soon. So I don't think they'll be done with these international guys in 24. Um, and, you know, recruiting is always a little bit delayed. I think the the impact of like the big 10 championship and the um, college football playoff appearance um, will have a bigger effect on the 2024 kids. You know, they've gotten a lot of top guys on campus already. The, the barbecue, the big house is set to have a, a bunch of, really good 24 kids, you know, headlined by Jaden Davis, the five-star quarterback. Um, so I think it's good to get these guys in the boat early and help recruiting um, their peers and, beca- you know, get a good leader. You know, if they got Davis to commit, having a quarterback that early would be, you know, amazing. I think that would do wonders for um, getting this class go- uh, going even further, get that ball rolling. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but I, I think the 24 class is off to a good start in Michigan, has set themselves up well if they can, you know, navigate NIL and, you know, don't fall too b- far behind with that. The, you know, the, the ETA commitment shows that they can overcome that. So does the Achi Um, You know, they, they can win battles against schools offering these kids to pay for play. So um, they just got to find that right pool of, of kids that um, are going for academics and to get a shot to be developed at the league instead of just trying to get the bag of cash. Yeah, they can certainly compete with the best of the best in the college football landscape with NIL. Like you mentioned, Achiapong, that recruitment is the that that's like the golden standard of Michigan taking down an opponent on the recruiting trail that is just offering tons of cash to the kid when Michigan just said, nope, we'll develop you, you'll get your money, and you'll be a first-round NFL draft pick. That's what they've done historically along the defensive line, not only under Jim Harbaugh, but just from the history of Michigan football. But it's nice when you got a guy like Hutch going number two overall, Ojabo going the second round, got Quiddy Pay in the first round, Rashawn Gary in the first round. The list just goes on and on and on. So they can certainly compete with the Miamis and the USC's and the Michigan States of the world that are just dishing out NIL cash like candy left and right. So Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And you alluded to the barbecue at the big house. That's going to be a huge recruiting event um, uh, coming up here. And I'm really excited because there usually are are a ton of uh, really high caliber players that go to the barbecue at the big house. But I'm really intrigued with this 24 class, like you mentioned, with Jaden Davis and uh, the wide receivers that he's going to be bringing with him from North Carolina. There are going to be a ton of good players uh coming to the barbecue and uh it's coming up here i i believe uh next weekend uh, it man time is flying i can't believe it's already next weekend is the barbecue at the big house which means uh the season is just uh right around the corner time, this summer is just flying by john i can't believe this it's just been it just been flying right before my eyes yeah right. about to be summer camp for the the team uh, you know, six weeks out basically from the start of the season. It's exciting. I can't wait. I, th- this is right around the time of the summer where I just get antsy and, you know, my, my fantasy football league chat starts going 
uh, off the rails and we all start talking about it and looking into fantasy stuff and then realizing that college is even closer than uh, the NFL is. So it's just absolutely wild how uh, how fast this summer has progressed. And, and we're going to have a lot to talk about next week with the barbecue and pre- previewing everybody uh, who's going to be coming and uh, all of the players that are set to be in Ann Arbor and maybe even uh, – as, like you, like like Brandon Collier had alluded to, maybe even see another commitment or so uh, with the Wolverines. We'll certainly see. But uh, that's all the time we got for today. I'm I'm really excited for next week. We'll talk about the barbecue and preview all the uh, players expected to attend. But until then, you can follow me on Twitter at von underscore Lozon. John, where are you at, my friend? I'm at Simmons underscore John. Follow Mason Brew on Twitter at Mason Brew, Facebook, Instagram, you and all the good stuff. Uh, we would certainly appreciate you if you left some five-star reviews for all of our podcasts on the Mason Brew Podcast Network. And uh, go check out the YouTube channel, posting some of our podcasts there as well. We'll certainly revamp that as the season gets closer and closer as we bring back the Pick'em Podcast. And uh, Brewcast will go live with their videos. It's going to be awesome. I'm just really excited for the football season. And one last final plug here for Manscaped. Go over there. Use that promo code MNB20. Get 20% off your order from Manscaped. For John Simmons, I am Vaughn Lozon. We will talk to you guys next week with lots of barbecue at the big house preview coverage. But until then, go blue.